Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats the series. I'm your host Sharpstar. Um I couldn't wait till next Saturday to read um the next two chapters. So I guess the two chapters I'm gonna read uh now are gonna be the makeup for any for that time when I didn't really read that much, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh see you guys in a minute. Bye. Okay, let's get started. Um, also, wait, before we start, um, it's hopefully just a glitch, but, um, yesterday I had 20 subscribers, now I have 16, so if you're a subscriber, please stay, stay subscribed, um, if you don't like it, just don't it just try it out don't subscribe um uh and if you do like it you could subscribe or something um but please if you do like this stay subscribe subscribed um and yeah um yeah let's get started okay we're gonna read chapter 17 of warrior cats the series uh fireheart stared in horror ahead of him Tigerglaw had reached the limp body and stood looking down at it, his massive shoulders rigid with shock. Fireheart forced himself nearer. Tentatively, he stretched his head forward and sniffed Cinderpaw's flank. She smelled, she smelled of Thunderpath. One of her hind legs was twisted, twisted and glistening with blood. Fireheart was trembling so much he couldn't stand. Then he saw her side moving. She was still breathing. Speechless with relief, he looked up at Tigerclaw. She's alive, the deputy growled. He fixed his amber stare on Fireheart. What was she doing here? She came to find you, Fireheart whispered. You mean you sent her? You sent her here? Fireheart's eyes widened with surprise. Did Tigerclaw think he would be so stupid? I told her to stay in camp, he protested. She came by herself because I couldn't make her listen to me, he realized with dismay. Tigerclaw snorted. We must get her home. He bent down and his, uh, with his mouth open, reaching for the small crumpled body. But Fireheart dipped his head and pr- picked up the pr- apprentice by the scruff of, the, of her neck before Tigerclaw could touch her. He began to drag Cinderpaw into the woods as gently as he could, her body hanging limply, limply between his front paws. Darkstrip came bounding up to him. I've checked Snake Rocks again, Tigerclaw. Snakes, snake rocks again, Tigerclaw. There's no sign of shadow. He broke off when he saw Cinderpaw dangling from Fireheart's mouth. What ha- what's happened? Fireheart didn't want to hear Tigerclaw's answer. He, s- he stumbled away through the trees with per- precious with his precious burden he could have been he could have prevented this accident if only he'd made cinderpaw listen to him if only he had been a better mentor now her body was damaged and bleeding and she made no sound as she dangled from his jaws her hind paws scored a hollow trail through the leaves as careful as carefully fireheart carried her her home Jellyfang was not in her clearing. The two kids with white cough were curled together in, sh- in, the sh- in their shelter, fast asleep. Fireheart laid Cinder- Cinderpaw on the g- cold ground. 
then made a nest with with for her in the bracken by circling around or uh, and around when he had finished he grasped cinderpaw's scruff and gently pulled and gently pulled her inside fireheart yelping meowed from the clearing tigerclaw must have told her about cinderpaw fireheart hoped, hopped out of her net uh, out of the nest she's in here he croaked feeling weak with relief at seeing the medicine cat let me look Yellowfang ordered. She brushed past Fireheart and climbed into the bracken to examine Cinderpaw. Fireheart sat down and waited. At last, Yellowfang jumped out. She's hurt very badly, she meowed, her eyes dark with concern, but I think Alton might be able to save her. It was a, ti- it was a tiny hope, like a single sparkling dewdrop clinging to his pelt. Fireheart ha- felt it glisten for a moment before Yellowfang went on. I can't promise anything. She looked deep into Fireheart's eyes and murmured, Bluestar is very sick and I can do no more for her. Sarclan must decide her fate now. Fireheart felt his eyes cloud with emotion. He could hardly see Yelfing's face, but he heard her speak to him again. Her, vo- her voice gentle. Go and say it with Bluestar, she meowed. She was just asking for you earlier. I will take care of Cinderpaw. Fireheart nodded blindly and turned away. Bluestar had been his mentor, and more than that, there had been a bond between them since their first meeting. But he felt torn. He should be with Cinderpaw, too. But he f- a shadow loomed at the far end of the fern tunnel. Tigerclaw was sitting at the entrance to Yelfing's den, his head, his, his head held high as usual. Fireheart's shoulders stiffened with anger. Why couldn't the great warrior show him sign of sorrow? After all, Cinderpaw had come looking for him. And for what? There hadn't been any evidence of Shadow Clan for fresh kill that Fireheart had noticed. He walked past Tigerclaw without a word and headed across the clearing to, toward Blue Star's den. Longtail was sitting on guard outside. He glanced sideways but didn't try to stop her as the young warrior pat pushed through the luncheon. Goldenflower, one of the queens, was inside. Fireheart could see her eyes shining in the gloom and, her, and the pale fur of Bluestar lying curled in her nest. Goldenflower leaned forward and gently licked Bluestar's head to cool it, like a mother nursing a kit, her kit. Fireheart's heart ached as he thought of Cinderpaw. Would Frostar be at her daughter's side by now? Yellowfang has given her catnip and fever few. Golden Fire murmured to Fireheart. We can we can only watch and wait now. She got to her paws and touched Fireheart's nose with her muzzle. Will you be will you be okay to sit with her? she asked gently. Fireheart nodded, and Goldenflower padded softly out of her den. Fireheart lowered himself onto his belly, stretching his four paws in front of him, so that they just touched his leader's face. He lay very still, his eyes fixed on Bluestar's limp body. She didn't even ha- have he had the strength to cough now. Fireheart could hear her breathing in the darkness, shallow and rasping, and he listened to the, her, the faltering rhythm of the night slowly passed. Her, her breathing stopped just before dawn. Fireheart had almost dozed off when he realized the cave was silent. There was no noise from the camp outside either, just a deadly hush. 
as if the whole clan were holding its breath. Blue Star was completely still. Fireheart knew she was with Star Clan, preparing for her remaining life. He had watched Blue Star lose a life before. He he felt his fur prickle at eerie pace that seemed to enfold her body, but there was nothing he could do. He, so he waited. Suddenly, Blue Star gasped. Fireheart, is that you? She mailed in a croaky voice. Yes, Blue Star. Fireheart murmured. I'm here. I've lost another life. Blue Star's voice was weak, but with relief made Fireheart wanted to reach forward and lick her between the ears, as Golden Flower had done. When I lose this one, I will not be able to return. Fireheart swallowed hard. The thought of the clan losing its great leader pained him, but she, the thought of losing his mentor and friend hurt even more. How do you feel? Shall I fetch you a thing? Blue Star shook her head slowly. The fever has gone. I am well enough. I just need to rest. Very well, meowed Fireheart. Light was beginning to filter through the luncheon, and and his head swam from his wakeful night. You must be tired, meowed Blue Star. Go and get some sleep. Yes, Fire, Fireheart heaved himself up. His legs felt stiff from lying so long. Is there anything you need? No, just tell you all a thing what has happened. Answered Blue Star. Thank you for sitting with me. Fireheart tried to purr, but it caught in his throat. There would be t- a time when more words, for more words later. He pushed his way out th- through the luncheon. Outside, a harsh brightness made him blink. It had snowed in the night. It had snowed in the night, and Fireheart stared in amazement. He had never seen snow before. His two-legged owners had kept him shut in when it. W- when he was a very young kit, whenever it was cold, but he'd heard the clan elders talk of it. He nodded to Darkstripe, who had replaced Longtail guarding Blue Star's den, and stepped into the strange powder. It felt wet and cold, crunching loudly under his paws. Tireclaw was standing in the clearing. It was still snowing, and the flakes settled on the tabby's thick fur without melting. Fireheart could hear him giving orders for the nursery, wall to be patched but patched to be padded with leaves to keep the cold out when i want then i want a hole to be scraped out where we can store prey the thunder clan deputy inter, in, instructed use snow to line it and cover it with more snow once it has been filled we may well we may as well make the use of the snow while it's here warriors raced around tiger claw following his orders Mousefur, Longtail, organize some hunting patrols. We need as much fresh kill as we can before the prey takes to their burrows for good. Tigerclaw spotted Fireheart padded and Fireheart padding across the clearing. Fireheart, wait, he called. Oh, I suppose you'll have to rest. I can I can't imagine you'll be any use on a hunting party this morning. Fireheart stared at the dark warrior, Hostiality rising like bile in his throat. I'm going to see Cinderpaw for is to see how Cinderpaw is first, he growled. Tigerclaw held his gaze for a moment. How's Blue Star? Mistrust felt ruffled Fireheart's fur like a cold breeze. He'd heard he'd heard Blue Star lie to Tigerclaw once before about how many lives she had ha- had left. I'm no medicine cat, he answered. I can't say Tigerclaw snorted impatiently, then turned away and went back to giving orders. Fireheart walked over to Yellowfang's den. 
leave to escape the the frantic bustle of the camp. He his heart began to pound as he wondered what state he would find Cinderpaw in. Yellowfang, he called. Hush, Yellowfang sprang from Cinderpaw's bracken nest. She's sleeping at last. She had a hard night. I couldn't give her poppy seeds to ease the pain until she'd recovered from the shock. But she's going to live. Fireheart's legs felt wobbly with relief. I can't be for sure. For a few, sure for a few few days. She's hurt inside, and one of her hind legs is badly broken. But little men won't it. Fireheart pleaded desperately. She'll be trained again by New Leaf. Yellowfang shook her head. Her her yellow eyes sympathetic. Fireheart, whatever happens, Cinderpaw will never be a warrior now. Fireheart head spun. He was dizzy with lack of sleep, and this devastating news sapped at the last of his energy. Cinderpaw had been entrusting entrusted to him for her warrior training. Mornings of the naming ceremony, ceremony pricked prick like cruel thorns. Cinderpaw's excitement, Frostfur's motherly pride. Does Does Frostfur know? He meowed, feeling hollow. Yes, she was here till dawn. She's back at the nursery now. There are other kids to tend to. I'll ask one of the elders to sit with Cinderpaw. She needs to be kept warm. I can do that. Fireheart padded over to the nest where Cinderpaw was sleeping and looked inside. She squirmed and her blood smeared sides heaved as through she were fighting a battle as she slept. Yellowfang gently nudged Fireheart with his nose with her nose. You need to get some sleep, she rasped. Leave Cinderpaw to me. Fireheart stayed where she, where he was. Blue Star lost another life, he burst out. Yellowfang blinked for a moment, then lifted her head to Star Clan. She didn't utter a word, but Fireheart could see the anguish in her orange eyes. Yeah, you know, don't you? He murmured. Yellowfang lowered her chin and gazed into his eyes. That this is Blue Star's final life? Yes, I know. A medicine cat can tell these things. Will the rest of the clan be able to tell as well? Fireheart asked, thinking of Tigerclaw. Yellowfang narrowed her eyes. No, she will be no weaker in in this life than she was uh, in any of her others. Fireheart blinked gratefully at her. Now, Yellowfang ordered, do you want some poppy seeds to help you sleep? Fireheart shook his head. Part of him longed for the deep, easy sleep they would bring, but if Tigerclaw was right in Shadow Clan, really was about to attack Thunder Clan borders. He did not want to dull his senses. He might be needed to defend the camp. Graystripe was back in the warrior's den. Fireheart did not speak to him. His rage at finding him missing the night before lingered like a dull bruise. He padded silently to his nest, circled once, and settled down to wash. Graystripe looked up. You're back then? He sounded edgy as if he wanted to say more. Fireheart stopped looking his forepaw and stared at Graystripe. You tried to warn Silverstream off, Graystripe hissed furiously. Willowpelt, who was dozing on the other side of the den, opened one eye, then closed it again. Graystripe lowered her, his voice. Stay out of it, will you? He spat, I'm going to keep on seeing her, whatever you do or say. Fireheart snorted and flashed a resentful glance at his friend. 
His talk with Silverstream seemed so long ago, he'd almost forgotten it. But he hadn't forgotten that Graystripe had been missing when he needed to help needed help finding Cinderpaw. He laid his head angrily on his muddy forepaws and closed his eyes. Cinderpaw was battling against her injuries, and Blue Star was on her ninth life. As far as Fireheart was concerned, Graystripe could do what it, what he liked. That's the end of chapter 17. Sorry that I stutter sometimes. Um, it's my bad. Um, uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll read chapter 18. Okay, welcome back from the break, and now we can read chapter 18. Graystripe had already be already left his nest when Fireheart awoke the next day. He could tell it was sun high by the light that glowed in the through the branches. He rose, his body still weary with grief, and pushed his head out, out of the den. Snow must have been falling all morning, for it lay thick on the ground and had drifted against the den. Fireheart found himself gazing over, gazing now over a right a white wall that was a that was as high as his shoulder. The usual bustle of the camp camp seemed muted. Fireheart could see Willowpot and Halftail whispering on the far side of the clearing. Mousefur was picking her way laboriously toward the store of fresh kill, a rabbit dangling from her jaws. She stopped and sneezed, and then carried on. Fireheart lifted one paw and rested it on the top of the snow. It felt hard at first, but when he pressed down, the thin covering of ice cracked, and he gasped as his leg p- p- plunged into the drift. Fireheart, ha- Fireheart snorted as he found himself up to his leg, his leg, wait, his muzzle in snow, shaking. Shaking his head and lifting his chin, he leaped forward, only to sink into more deep snow. He struggled on, alarming alarm rising in his chest. He felt as if he were he were drowning in snow. Then all of a sudden, there was a solid ground under his paws. He had reached the edge of the clearing. The snow here was only a mile's length deep, and Fireheart sat down with a soft crunch, relieved. He tensed when he saw Graystripe prowling through the snow toward him. The gray warrior seemed unbothered by it, protected from its damp chill by his thick pelt. His face was shadowed with sorrow. Have you heard about Blue Star? He asked as he neared. She lost a life to Green Cough. Fireheart flicked his ears impatiently. He could have told his friend that last night. I know, he snapped. I was with her. Why didn't you tell me? Mew Graystripe, shocked. You you weren't exactly in a friendly mood last night, if you remember. Anyway, if you weren't always off breaking the warrior code, you might know that was go- that what was going on in your own clan. He snarled. Graystripe ears twitched uncomfortably. I've just come see I've just come to see Cinderpaw, he meowed. I'm sorry she's so sick. How is she? She looked bad, but Yelping said she's pulling through, replied Graystripe. Fireheart stared anxiously across the clearing and stood up. He wanted to see his apprentice for himself. Graystripe meowed. She's asleep now. Frostfur is with her, and Yellowfang doesn't want anyone else disturbing her. Fireheart flinched 
involuntarily. How was he going to tell Frostfur that it was her, his fault that Center Paul went to the Thunder Path? Instinctively, Fireheart turned to Graystripe, seeking reassurance, but Graystripe was trudging across the snow and clearing toward the nursery. Off to see Silverstream, Fireheart guessed resentfully, cheesing and unsheathing his claws as he watched his friend disappear from sight. Fireheart knows Speckled Tail, the oldest queen from the nursery, and the mother of the kit with white cough. Only when she spotted, she stopped right in front of him. Is Tiger Claw inside? She asked, pointing with her nose to the warrior's den. Fireheart shook his head. Speckled Tail meowed. There's Green Cough in the nursery. Two of Brindleface's kits are sick. Green Cough, Fireheart gasped, shaking from his anger. Will they die? They might, but Leaf Bear always brings green cough, Speckletail pointed out gently. Surely there's something we can do, Fireheart protested. Yellowfang will do what she can, I answered Speckletail, but in the end, it's up to StarClan. A new flash of fury flared in Fireheart's belly as Speckletail turned away and patted it back to the nursery. How could the clan tolerate these strategies? He... He felt overwhelmed by the need to leave the camp, to escape the gloomy air that rest, that, that the rest of the clan seemed to content, seemed content to breathe. He jumped up and raced blindly across the snowy clearing, through the gorse tunnel and out of the forest. He was startled. He was startled to find himself heading instinctively for the training hollow. The thought that he would be, she, he should be there teaching Cinderfall was more than he could bear. As he veered to avoid it, he heard the voices of Whitestorm and Brackenpaw. The white-furred warrior must have taken Brackenpaw for training while Fireheart had been sleeping. Had no cat stopped to grieve for Blue Star's lost life? Fireheart throat tightened as he fought back his rage and went on. The spirit. Er, Desperate to put him, put as much distance as possible between himself and the camp. Finally, he stopped at, beneath tall pines, his sides heaving with the effort of running through the t- snow. There was stillness in the here that calmed him. Even the birds had stopped singing. Fireheart felt as if he were the only creature in the world. He didn't know where he was going. He just padded on, letting the woods soothe him. As he walked, his mind cleared. He could do nothing for Cinderpaw and Graystripe without out of his reach, but he might be able to help Yellowfang fight the green cough. He would fetch some more catnip. Fireheart turned his steps toward the, his old kitty pet home, weaving through the brambles in the oak woods that backed in, onto the two-leg place. He leaped to the top of the fence at the end of the, his old home, nudging a nudging a ridge of snow into the garden below. It fell with a soft clump. Fireheart peered down into the garden. He could see tracks smaller than a cat's. A squirrel had been out hunting for its store of nuts. It didn't take Fireheart long to pluck a generous mouthful of leaves from the catnip bush. He wanted to take as much as he could. Its soft leaves might not survive this weather. This could be the last chance to gather it. With his mouth crammed, Fireheart stared, to- start- stared toward the swinging flap he had used as a kit. He wondered if his two-leg housefolk ho- lived there. They'd been kind to him. He had spent his first leaf bear cosetted in their nest, warm and safe from the cruelties of the Thunderpath and Greencough. 
The sense of his, of this catnip must be getting to my head, he thought sharply. He bounded up the garden and onto the fence with a single leap. He was unnerved by how much the, the thought of his two-leg home had stirred him. Did he really want the safety and predictability of a kitty pet's life? Of course not. Fireheart shook his, the, the thought away, but the idea of returning to camp didn't appeal to him yet. Suddenly, he thought of Princess. Fireheart raced to the edge of the woods to the part of the two-leg two place where his sister's garden always lay. When her fence was in sight, he dug down through the snow and buried the catnip beneath a layer of dead leaves to protect to protect it from the cold. He was still panting from his run when he had leaped onto the fence and called out to Princess. Then he scrambled back down into the woods to wait for her. The snow had made his paws ache with cold as he paced restlessly under an oak tree. Perhaps she is kidding, he told himself, or shut inside. He had, ju- he had just pursued himself. He wasn't going to see her today when he heard a familiar mew. He looked up to see her standing on top of the fence. Fireheart felt a shiver of anticipation. Her belly was no longer swollen. Princess must have kitted. He breathed in her sin as she approached and felt it warm him. And felt it warm him. You've kitted, he meowed. Princess gently touched his nose with her, hers. Yes, she meowed softly. Did it go okay? Are the kits all right? Princess purred. It was fine. I have five healthy kits. She meowed, her eyes glowing with pleasure. Fireheart licked her head and and she mewed. I didn't expect to see you out in this weather. I come to find some catnip, Fireheart told her. There's green cough in the camp. uh, Princess's eyes clouded with worry. Are many of your clan ill? Three so far. Fireheart hesitated for a moment. Then he mewed sadly. Our leader lost another life last night. Another life? Echoed Princess. What do you mean? I thought it was only an old she-cat's tale that cats have nine lives. Blue Star was granted nine lives by StarClan because she's the leader of our clan. Fireheart explained. Princess looked at him in awe. Then it's true. Fire... Only for the clan leaders. The rest of us have only one life, like you and like Cinderpaw. Fireheart voice trailed away. Cinderpaw? Princess must have detected the grief in his voice. Fireheart gazed into into her eyes, and the thoughts that had been troubling him began to tumble out. My apprentice, he mewed. She was hit on the Thunderpath last night. His voice cracked as he remembered finding her broken, bleeding body. She's badly hurt. She might still die, and even if she survives, she'll m- never become a warrior. Princess's, princess moved closer and nuzzled him. You spoke so fondly of her the last time you were the, here, she mewed. She sounded full of fun and en- energy. The accident shouldn't have happened, Fireheart growled. I was supposed to meet Tigerclaw. He'd asked for Bluestar, but Bluestar was ill, so I offered to go instead. I had to fit, fetch catnip first, and, and Cinderpaw wanted went in my place. Princess looked alarmed, and Fireheart added quickly, "I told her not to, but perhaps I'd been a better mentor. I'd I'd been a better mentor. She'd listened to me. I'm sure you're a good mentor." Princess tried to soothe him, but Fireheart hard, hardly heard her. 
I don't know why Tiger Claw wanted to, to meet Blue Star in such dangerous place. He spat. He said there was evidence of Shadow Clan had invaded our territory, but when I arrived, there was no scent of them at all. Was it a trap? Princess suggested. Fireheart looked into his sister's questioning eyes and suddenly began to wonder, why would Tiger Claw want to hurt Cinderpaw? It was Blue Star. He asked for. Princess pointed out. Fireheart's fur bristled. Could his sister be right? Tyraclaw had had summoned Blue Star to the narrowest part of the Thunderpath Verge. Surely even Tyraclaw wouldn't deliberately put his clan leader in danger. Fireheart shook the thought away. I don't know, he stammered. Everything's so confusing at the moment. Even Graystripe's hardly speaking to me. Why? Fireheart shrugged. It's too complicated to explain. Princess nestled next to him in the snow, pressing her soft fur against him. His, I just feel like such an outsider at the moment. Fireheart went on gloomily. It's not easy being different. Different? Look, Princess looked puzzled. Being born a kitty pet, when the other cats are clamborn, you seem like a clamborn cat to me, mewed Princess. Fireheart blinked gratefully at her. She went on, but if you're not happy in the clan, you can always come home with me. My house, my house folk will look after you, I'm sure. Fireheart pictured himself living his old kitty pet life, warm, cozy, and safe. But he couldn't forget how he'd watched the woods from his tulip garden and dreamed of being out in the forest. A breeze stir- stirred his thick fur, and he and carried the scent of the mouse to his nose. Fireheart shook his head firmly. Firmly, thank you, Princess. He meowed. But I belong with my clan now. I could, I could serve. I could never be happy in a two-legged nest. I would miss the sense of the forest and sleeping beneath silver pelt, hunting my own food and sharing it with my clan. His sister's eyes gleamed. It sounds like a good life, she purred. She looked down shyly at her paws. Sometime, even I stare into the forest and wonder what it feels like to live out there. Fireheart purred and stood up. Then you understand? Princess nodded. Are you going to go back now? Yes, I must take the catnip to Yelping while it's fresh. Princess stretched her head forward to press his muzzle onto his sides. Perhaps my kits will be strong enough to meet you next time you come, she mewed. Excitement tingled in Fireheart's belly. I hope so, he meowed. As he turned to leave, Princess Princess called, Take care, brother. I don't want to lose you again. You won't, Fireheart promised. Good good thinking, Fireheart purred whites. purred Whitestorm. He had seen Fireheart pad back into the camp and his jaws cramped with catnip. Fireheart mouth, Fireheart's mouth had been watering all the way home. All through, he was beginning to think he'd be, ne- he'd be happy never to see another catnip bush again, but he was happier when he had left the, left the camp. His sister had safely kitted and his head w- felt clearer. He was heading toward Yellowfang's den when Tigerclaw appeared at his side. More catnip, observed the great tabby, his eyes suspicious. I wondered where you'd gone. Brackenpaw can take that to Yellowfang. Brackenpaw was helping to clear away the snow nearby. Come in and take this catnip catnip to Yellowfang, Tigerclaw ordered the apprentice. Brackenpaw nodded and bounded over at once. Fireheart dropped a bunch of leaves onto the ground. I wanted to visit Cinderpaw. He meowed to Tigerclaw. Later, growled the deputy. He waited while Brackenpaw picked up the catnip and carried it off.
to yell things then. Then he turned back to Fireheart. <coughs> Excuse me. I want you to know where Graystripe has been going. Oh, sorry. I want to know where Graystripe had been going. Fireheart felt that heat rising under his fur. I don't know, he replied, holding Tigerclaw's gaze. Tigerclaw stared back at him, his eyes cold and hostile. When you see him, he hissed. Can you tell me? Tell him he's confined to the fallen oak. Yellowfang's old den. Fireheart glanced at the tangled branches where the medicine cat had lived when she first ca- came into the Thunder Clan camp, when she was still considered a Shadow Clan outcast. Swift Paul was still was there, lying beside Speckled Tail's dark tabby kit. Cats with white cough are confide- confined there until they are well again. But Graystripe only has a cold, Fireheart protested. A cold is bad enough. He'll stay at the fallen oak, Tigerclaw repeated. Cats with green cough are, are to nest with yelping. We must stop the sickness from spreading. The deputy's eyes flashed unsympathetically. Fireheart wondered if he thought, the il- thought of illness as a sign of weakness. Is it? It is good for the clan, Tigerclaw asked. Tigerclaw added, Yes, Tigerclaw, I'll tell Graystripe, and keep away from Blue Star, the deputy warned. But Greencough has left her, Fireheart objected. I'm aware of that, but her den still reeks of the sickness. I can't afford to have any more of my warriors falling ill. Whitestorm tells me that the River Clan warriors have been scented even closer to the camp. He has also told him he also told me that he had to train Brack and Ball today. I expect you to take charge of Rack and Paw's training tomorrow. Fireheart nodded. May I go see Cinderpaw now? Tigerclaw looked at him. I doubt if Yellowfang has put her anywhere near the cats with green cough. Fireheart added with a flash of irritation. I won't get infected. Very well, Tigerclaw agreed and stalked away. Fireheart met Rack and Paw in the middle of the clearing. Yellowfang was great, very grateful for the catnip. Rack and Paw mewed. Good, answered Fireheart. By the way, I'm teaching you how to catch birds tomorrow. I hope you're ready for a bit of tree climbing. Brackenpaw's whiskers twitched excitedly. Definitely. I'll meet you at the training hollow. Fireheart nodded and carried on to Yelfing's den. He spotted Brendelface's poor kids straight away. They lay quietly in the bracken in the bracken nest, coughing their noses and eyes coughing their noses and eyes streaming. Yellowfang greeted him. Thanks for the catnip. We're going to need it. Patchpell has green cough now. She gestured with her with her nose toward another nest in the bracken inside. Fireheart could see the old Tom's matted black and white fur. How's Cinderpaw? He asked, looking back at the medicine cat. Yellowfang sighed. She was awake earlier, but not for long. She had an infection in her leg. Starclan knows. I've tried everything, but she must fight this one off herself. Fireheart peered into the Cinderpaw's nest. The little gray cat was twitching in her sleep. Her injured leg twisted awkwardly to one side. Fireheart shuddered, suddenly afraid of, of, afraid she might yet lose the struggle. He turned back to Yellowfang, looking for words of of encouragement. But the medicine cat was sat with her head low. She looked exhausted. Do you think Spiderleaf would have been able to save these cats? She meowed unexpectedly, rising her head to meet his gaze. Fireheart shivered. He could still sense Spiderleaf's presence here in the clearing.
He remembered how affectionately she tended to Ravenpaw's shoulder wound after the battle, with RiverClan and how and how carefully she advised him about caring for Yelping when the old she-cat had first come to the Sunderclan camp. Then he looked at Yelping, her shoulders weighed down with experience. I'm sure there's nothing Spiderleaf would have done differently, he told her. One of the kids cried out, and Yelping sprang up as she passed. Fireheart leaned forward and gently struck the old cat's side with his muzzle. She twitched her shoulder gratefully at him. Then filled with sadness, he turned and padded toward the fern tunnel. Uh, The white pelt of Frostfruit appeared at the other end. She must be coming to see Cinderpaw. As he approached the queen, Fireheart lifted his head and looked into her blue eyes. The sorrow in in them made his heart twist with pain. Frostfur, he began. The queen stopped. Uh, I'm sorry. Fireheart trembled as he spoke. Frostfur looked confused. What for? I should have been able to stop Cinderpaw from going through the Thunderpath. Frostfur gazed at him, but her expression gave away nothing except her sadness. I don't blame you, Fireheart, she murmured. Then she lowered her head and carried on toward her kit. Graystripe was back, munching a bowl beside the nettle clump. Fireheart padded over to him. Tigerclaw says you got to move to the fallen oak with with the white cough cats. He meowed with a prickle of resentment. He remembered how the deputy had questioned him about his friend. What? That won't be necessary, replied Graystripe cheerfully. I'm better now. Yellowfang gave me the all clear this morning. Fireheart looked closely at Graystripe. His his eyes certainly were bright again, and his runny nose had dried to an unappealing crust. At any other time, Fireheart would have teased him about how much he looked like running those. The Shadow Clan Medicine Cat. Now he spat crossly. Terraclaw has noticed your disappearances. You should be more careful. Why can't you stay away from Silverstream, Silverstream at least for now? Graystripe stopped chewing and stared angrily back at Fireheart. And why can't you mind your own business? Fireheart closed his eyes and started with frustration. Would you ever get through to his friend? Would he ever get through to his friend? Then he wondered if he even cared anymore. After all, Graystripe had asked him about Cinderpaw. Hadn't asked him about Cinderpaw. Fireheart's stomach growled to tell him he was hungry. He might as well eat. He took a sparrow from the pile of fresh kill and carried it away to to a deserted corner of the camp to eat alone. As he settled down, he thought of Princess, far away in two-legged place, with her newborn kits, lonely and anxious. Fireheart stared across the camp and longed to see her again. And that's the end of chapter 18. Um, like... I don't know, next Saturday or during this week, we'll read chapter 19. Bye.